0: To the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you are all having an absolutely wonderful day today. And if you looked on the website, we still have the magnesium and malic acid last day of sale as the product of the week. So be sure to check that out. It's something first that I wanted to get into, and I saw this yesterday, and it was. Quite disturbing to me, and it shows you why I've called out the CDC repeatedly and why you should not, in my opinion, listen to anything they have to say as they now think they run the government. The article that got released from CNN that basically prompted a huge amount of backlash. If anybody saw the CDC now released, new guidelines for people that are vaccinated. So CNN's article, it says, the CDC releases guidelines giving limited freedoms to people fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Here are the rules to keep following. I'm going to repeat that again. It said the CDC releases guidelines giving limited freedoms to people fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Now, obviously... Just hearing that term tells you one thing and one thing only is a full-blown psyop. And now every single – I mean I'm talking oh, comments on Twitter out in the wazoo about discussing stuff and hammering CNN and the CDC. It was funny. One guy put on there, he said, great strides for freedom in American history, 1776, the Declaration of Independence, 1791, the Bill of Rights. 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation. 2021, the CDC grants limited freedom to those who are vaccinated. (laughs) And so what the CDC has come out now, and they said fully vaccinated Americans may now gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask. The new guidelines from the CDC. They also said recommendations also say that vaccinated people can visit unvaccinated people from a single household who are very low risk such as vaccinated grandparents visiting healthy young children and grandchildren, but they still need to wear a mask. Officials still recommend that fully vaccinated people continue to wear masks at all times, outside in large gatherings, or when public. I don't know if anybody has not told the American populace this, but the CDC does not grant rights. The CDC does not make laws. The CDC cannot dictate anything we have to do if people haven't figured that out yet. The CDC is basically an agency that's a branch of the health department that gives guidelines and updates on what people can do to slow the spread of certain diseases. They have absolutely zero authority to give, limit, or grant any type of freedom whatsoever in the United States. The Bill of Rights has already clarified that very easily. But here's what happens. When authoritative individuals who have no business even dictating regulations or law start coming in and demanding you follow what they say, and the mainstream media parrots what they say, and the administration regurgitates what they say, and everybody starts demanding you do what they say, a certain point and a certain amount of the individuals actually start to believe they have to do it. I've seen numerous videos now, and I've even been told the same thing, and the argument that I had, I told you guys, in uh it was uh, one of the places – I went with Lana way back a couple months ago, and uh, the pottery barn. It was at the mall. She wanted to pick something up. We went in there and bought some towels. We bought towels, walked around. I've already purchased something, and the manager comes up and says, you cannot be in here without a mask on. I told you guys the story. I already said, dude, I'm – I've already purchased something, I have a medical exemption, so it doesn't matter. The CDC guidelines says you have to wear a mask. I said, the CDC guidelines don't mean crap. They're exactly what you just said. They're guidelines. They don't make me do anything. And I already told you I have a medical exception. We got a huge fight, a big verbal argument. Based the point she told me, she was about to call the sheriff's department and have me trespass warrant. So I said, you know what? I will never, ever shop here ever again, and neither will my wife. Have a nice day. And we left. And so this is what people have confused now and started to think the CDC is actually some type of enforcement branch. And they just not only enforce laws. They make up laws as they go, and they enforce them as they go, and they do neither. They neither make laws nor they enforce laws. They give out recommended guidelines for infectious diseases. That is the only job they have to do, and now people think they actually can grant us limited freedoms. So I just want to kind of bring that up out here because I was pretty irritated when I saw that article and the fact that so many people – actually follow what they say and of course i was happy to see on twitter though them getting so much backlash along with cnn getting so much backlash after they made that comment what do you think deb
1: it's just tyranny is all it is austin i mean the government has gone berserk i mean you know here in florida and all over the country now we have sheriffs (laughs) that have said you know publicly we will not arrest people for not wearing a mask we're not gonna do it in other words you call us up and you tell us to arrest somebody because your neighbor's not wearing a mask, we're not even going to respond or we're not even going to show up because, really, it's none of your business. And if you're really concerned about somebody being infectious, call the health department. The health department doesn't have the ability to arrest anybody. And that's basically what the CDC is, is. a glorified health department is what it is. Then the ability to set up laws and have people arrested and implement fines. It's ludicrous. That's why in the state of Florida, Governor DeSantis came in and said, You can't be fined. You can't be fined by any organization or any city or any municipality. So with some of the cities that are liberally controlled, like Orlando and Tampa and some of these other big Democratic strongholds here in the state of Florida, down there in Miami and Dade County and, you know, Broward County, they set up these mandates that they find the businesses now. In other words, they can't find the individual. You walk around without a mask as much as you want in the state of Florida. Can't be fined. But – They set it up so they can find the business now, which is an end round way to get this done, which again is illegal. And it's sad to me that this is actually going on in the United States because we do have God given rights that were outlined in the Bill of Rights. And we shouldn't have to worry about the CDC telling us that we can visit our grandchildren now with a mask. What kind of weirdos are these people? But you got to remember when these liberals When they start making laws based upon their beliefs and their values, and what they want to do, they don't want you to be able to respond accordingly as far as whether you want to or not. They want to force you to do it. We saw that a few weeks ago when that individual went into the tire shop, was basically handcuffed, thrown down, basically tied up, and police were called because he refused to put on a mask. And he was trying to buy a tire. It was ridiculous. This is the extent. What people will do when they're given unlimited authority, unlimited unlimited power against other people. We talked about that with the experiment that was done back in the 50s after World War II yesterday. I discussed it in detail. And see, this is what people always do when they're given excess power. Remember the old adage? Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is it. CDC has no authority, has no ability to legislate, no ability to do laws. But the states quote them like they're the end-all, be-all as far as what they need to do. You know, it's crazy. I mean, let's look at what's going on with Kumar right now, what's happened with her, and why he's getting so much heat about all these kids, all these women, all these old people, not kids, but old people who died in these nursing homes. There's a nurse. Her name is Erin Olseski. I'm going to spell it for you. O-L-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. She was had a background in the Army Special Operations Civil Affairs, having served in many hospitals, orphanages, and schools around the country for about 10 years. When the COVID emergency struck, She took the opportunity to serve at the front lines of the war zone at at a New York City hospital in Elmhurst, Queens, in what was called the epicenter of the epicenter. What she found was that nurses like her were getting $10,000 a week paid to her by FEMA funds, that's our tax dollars, to sit around and do nothing on weeks to end. She says another thing she noticed was that New York Governor Cuomo had banned the protocol of hydroxychloroquine and zinc, and that ability had been removed from the hospitals, and there was no financial incentive to admit patients. Then she says they were given $13,000 per person to admit a patient, and they were given $39,000 additional dollars to put them on a ventilator, and some of the nursing homes and some of the hospitals were paid $10,000 per person who died while they were in the hospital in the nursing home you know, with COVID. They banned family members, so there was no liability, So it became a perfect storm, and assembly line to a body bag. You know, then she goes on to say, yes, it was like a death camp. She also notes that the comfort ship that was parked out there in the New York Harbor was available for patients that didn't have COVID, but they bypassed it. And that got bypassed, and instead they shoved every single patient into these hospitals because there was a financial incentive to do so. And even if they didn't have COVID, she says, they were getting shoved into these hospital rooms and put on a ventilator even though we knew they were killing 100% of the patients. Guys, are you listening to what this nurse is saying? The problem for the non-COVID patients was the hospital-acquired infections. So most of the time, these patients were not dying from COVID. They were dying from really just bad nursing care. And this is when I decided that I needed to contact an attorney and tell them that nobody's listening to me in the hospital. Then she says, quote, I tried to go up to the administration. They told me to be quiet, and we were all on gag orders. So I just can't stand by and allow these people to just be essentially murdered in these hospitals and nobody's saying anything. You know, people are getting paid so much money, 10 grand a week, which is a lot of money. It's so much like we were basically paying everybody so much. And so she goes on to say basically that this thing was just a, you know, a, you know, a factory for killing people. And of course Kumo was right involved in it. He emptied out these, you know, these folks and put them in these nursing homes and they died there. And so this is the ex- of what they're doing with this COVID nonsense. Now, we just found out from yesterday, Amazon doesn't want Health Masters selling zinc on their website anymore. Zinc glycinate. And they want to have copies of SKU numbers, copies of case lots, copies of invoices. And we're just pulling the zinc off the website. You know, the, the Amazon products that we're selling on Amazon, we're raising the prices on our Amazon products. So please order directly from Healthmasters. We're not raising the prices there because we don't want to do business with Amazon. They're trying to completely stop the sale of zinc. On Amazon. That's what this is all about because they know that zinc works like ivermectin stopping the replication process of this virus. And now they're doing more things. There are going to be more and more and more regulations coming out of Amazon. If you saw the paperwork they were requesting from us so that we could sell zinc on Amazon, you'd laugh. So we're going to keep selling zinc on our website. Again, why would they do that? Because Amazon has turned into the largest retail marketplace pretty much in the entire world. And they know if they can stop the sale of zinc on Amazon, they'll have the ability to massively reduce the amount of people who are buying zinc. Because people are buying zinc all over the world from Amazon, having it shipped globally because they can't get it in some of their respective countries. So Amazon now is putting a clamp down on that. Why? There's no other reason to do it except for they're wanting to increase the death rate. Again, it helps to stop the replication of the coronavirus. That's what it does. But yet here we are facing another debacle with Amazon, so I'm letting you guys know that we're raising the prices on Healthmasters products on Amazon because we don't like doing business with them. And for you not to order anything directly through Amazon, you can get it directly from the healthmasters.com website because, quite frankly, we've had enough. What do you think, Oz? You, oh, you're exactly right. <clears throat> I, we, I spent weeks back about – it was about 10
0: years ago now – Weeks with our IT guy building our Amazon Health Masters page. This is before I knew much about Amazon, quite frankly. This is when Amazon was still fairly small, about 2011, 2012. And so we've spent weeks jumping through all these hoops. And my biggest thing originally from the start was I wanted to get free advertisement, so to speak. When you buy something off Amazon, they automatically take 15% right off the top. So, I mean, if you sell something for $100, bam, you get 85 now that's on top of all your material cost, your shipping cost, everything else. So I figured out real quick. I'm not really a fan of Amazon. I want to use it as free advertisement. Well, as I kept my products on Amazon, I started to wake up more over the last couple of years about how absolutely horrendous of a company Amazon is. Not only to work for, not how it treats its customers, not how it treats its You know, it's employees. Also, what it does to the economy, what it's doing to small businesses. And then after COVID, I got a real eye opener when they were one of the only companies allowed to stay open while everybody else is deemed non-essential. And Amazon share prices went up tens of billions of dollars. I realized real quick that they are poised to be a global retail monopoly. So what I did years ago is I raised the prices up on Amazon. I encouraged customers that would try to buy stuff on Amazon, buy direct, you can have it cheaper if you buy it direct. And so we very rarely sell anything on Amazon. I pretty much use it now as a free advertisement to try to basically siphon customers off Amazon and keep them at Health Masters, and then take much better care of them at much better prices directly. And so I got an email yesterday from Amazon. And they said, in order to help our customers find the products they need during the COVID-19 pandemic, we've increased our controls on all product listings for certain personal safety household products, such as over-the-counter medicines and supplements and related products. With this in mind, we have sidelined your product listed for review. Why is this happening? We took this action because this product is not permitted for sale on Amazon.com. It is your obligation to make sure your products comply with all applicable laws, regulations, and Amazon policies. Now, let me clarify this. This is zinc glycinate in 20-milligram capsules that we have had on Amazon since 2011, Not one time have we had a complaint about this product. Not one time I think we don't even have had a return if we've even sold much of them on Amazon. So out of all the products we have on Amazon, all of a sudden out of nowhere zinc gets flagged and we're told it's getting pulled down. So I told Ruben, I said, go ahead, send them an email, figure out why they're pulling down Zinc. I said, I already don't want to sell it. I already have a higher price than website, but I want to know why we can't even basically advertise it on there anymore to try to get customers. So they sent us a letter back, and they basically say, in order to prove that your product is allowed and meets all Amazon policies, we need your manufacturer's name, their address their phone number, including purchase invoices directly from them, proving you're buying the product from them. We also need actual photos of case lots showing the product, not screenshots, actual photos, and a list of other very, very personal questions about our company to prove to them that we should have the privilege to sell zinc on their website. I can't even make this up, guys. So if you think for one second Amazon gives a rat's But about your health, you are very wrong. Amazon cares nothing about its customers, nothing about its employees. Its main primary goal is to bring in as much cash as possible and siphon off as many small businesses and run them into the ground through predatory pricing Tactics, which I actually did a paper on them back in my MBA program, graduate school, back it was six years ago now, on exactly how they do this and how bad it's gotten, yet nobody talks about it whatsoever in the mainstream media because obviously, as I said before, Amazon is getting set up to be the online global retail monopoly. A lot of people don't even realize a huge portion of their income comes from their military contractor side that civilians don't even have access to. Amazon is a military contractor. They are one of the largest retail monopolies in the entire world, but yet Everybody just, oh, business as usual, I'll buy all my stuff from Amazon, I'll just hand them my paycheck every week because it's $2 cheaper than buying it directly from the manufacturer. As I said before, if you want to look at Amazon for a product or price, find the product you want and then try to go to the manufacturer directly. And I can guarantee you, in nine times out of ten, that manufacturer will sell you the product at the same price, if not cheaper than they're selling it on Amazon for. That way, you're directly supporting the company that you like, you're supporting the small business, and you're cutting out Amazon as the middleman and not giving them any much of your money. So I appreciate you for that so much. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Despite the UK planning to lift all restrictions in June, that's what they've been saying now. They're, you know, push the goalpost, push the goalpost. They're supposed to open everything back up in the UK in June. The country's chief medical officer says, well, we're now finding evidence that there's going to be a new surge of COVID later this year, opening up the possibility of lockdowns being extended. Once again, I'm not laughing because this is funny. I'm not at all because this isn't funny for especially everybody in London and England. I'm laughing because of the continuous irony of the repetitive lies. Over and over and over and over again, we have heard the exact same narrative. We're going to open up this country. We're going to release these guidelines and mandates. We're going to let people go back to normal. Oh, wait. There's another surge of some other form of mutated virus. We have to lock back down again. Oh, wait, we're good. We can open back up. Oh, wait, no, we can't. Oh, we're good. And it goes back and forth. Look what they did in uh, Australia. Remember I told you guys this. It was like uh, three, four weeks ago I reported on it. They had what was called a flash seven-day lockdown. All of a sudden on Wednesday the prime minister goes, seven-day lockdown. We have to do it. There's been two cases. There's been two cases in Australia. Two cases. Flash lockdown. Everything shuts down. All businesses are closed. Everybody shut down. Except for essential businesses that are, you know, big conglomerates like similar to Costco and Walmart. They could stay open because they sell essential stuff. But everybody else you have to shut down. If you're a small business, my friends, how could you possibly keep up cash flow if you don't even know what week you're going to get locked down again? You're trying to deal with employees. You're dealing with payroll. You're dealing with inventory. You're dealing with overhead and electric bills and rent, and the list goes on and on and on, and now all of a sudden, oh, we have another week of no income at all once again because we're required to shut down. If people can't see this is being done for the sole purpose of ruining small businesses and the global economy all at the same time, increasing the net profits of all the large, giant global companies, then I don't know what else to tell you. This is why I've told everybody for months and months and months, don't comply. Keep your business open. Support the small, local businesses that are staying open. I cannot stress that anymore. You know Ian Fitness up there in New Jersey, he has been adamant about this, and they have gotten flack from the entire last year. And he said the same thing. He goes, we put in more guidelines and more cleaning aspects than any other business that was currently open, yet we were still told we could not stay open. We defied that order, and we continue to defy that order, and we will continue to not listen to anything they have to say because they do not write law just want to make sure everybody understands Thank you for supporting small businesses continue to do so whether they 're online or locally do the best you can to support those companies and stay away from these big box retailers and if we keep doing that and more people keep waking up and more states keep waking up and having their eyes open and waking up like they 're doing right now we may be able to bring this thing back but i 'm telling you right now we can never never allow this to be repeated ever again if we hear about this garbage one more time ever again in the future it has to be a unanimous vote nationally that no we're not going to comply remember what we already dealt with with the swine flu in 2010 and 2011 remember that whole giant lie and debacle they tried to shove down everybody and it didn't work that effectively look at what they're doing now look at what they're trying to push and they're promoting all at the same time CNN comes out and says the CDC is now granting limited freedom to people who are vaccinated I can't even get
1: past that what's your next story Dad? ebola that's my next story this is all a basically a, a forerunner for something even worse than the coronavirus you know they've tried for years to develop strains of ebola that would wipe out africa and the they keep the strains keep mutating and people stop dying it got to the point that the cdc was over there and the who was over there and these africans they would come into these villages and immunize them and also they'd have an ebola outbreak from the vaccines and these Africans who were there, i got to give them credit, they'd start killing the doggone health and WHO workers that were coming in because they said they were infecting the village intentionally with Ebola. This has been going on for decades. They're working the best they possibly can to find something that they can get a global pandemic that really bites down. This is not it. This is supposed to be it, but it didn't work. But this was a great beta test for them. When they put an HIV insertion, and a SARS insertion into a coronavirus, they're playing for blood. This isn't a game anymore. And that's exactly what happened out here in Wuhan. We've seen that now. And it's been released multiple times by multiple scientists who have looked at this and analyzed this. And they said, this thing is man-made. It's a genetic monster. It's a hybrid. It's a chimera. And yet here we are. But the problem is it mutates. It continues to mutate. And it loses its effectiveness. And the human being's immune system, if you have enough, here we go, zinc, how about that one, boys and girls, and potassium iodide and vitamin C, you know, in D3, your immune system can handle pretty much anything, and they know that. You watch Amazon get more and more restrictive now with supplement sales. I don't care if it's a multiple vitamin. You watch. You watch what they do. Because they're going to do everything they possibly can to take really high-quality supplements like HealthMaster's products off their websites, off their supply chains, and off of you know the global distribution network they've established. Why? Because they don't want people to be healthy. Remember Bill Gates and Bezos and all these guys are all owned by the Rothschild banking cartel. They're all cutouts. They're all been financed through the international banks and. The international bankers who are doing all of this stuff, including Bill Gates, who had tie-ins with the Federal Reserve Bank there in Seattle, and his father was, like, involved with Planned Parenthood, they basically want a population reduction of the planet by 90 percent by their own stated goals, which means they want, like, 500 million, I think is what they say they want left on the world, and they're doing everything they possibly can because, remember, we have about 100 million people being born every year in third-world countries in excess of the current population – And they want to bring it down to a negative population growth with a massive kill-off so they can reduce the quote-unquote greenhouse effect or the carbon footprint on the planet or whatever the next stated goal is. I have no idea what they're doing. They're a bunch of weirdos who keep changing things like these goalposts with COVID. But let's step for one second back to Donald Trump. Remember I told you after he wasn't reelected, and I said, why in the world – are they after him like this? And I said, one of the big reasons is that he has not gone to war with Iran. And people sent me emails from all over the world. And they said, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We haven't, you know, the United States hasn't gone into war with Iran. And Donald Trump was being eviscerated by the press, which is Rothschild-owned, who wants a war on. remember, the Rothschild's fiefdom is Israel through the Balfour Declaration. They control it. They pretty much own it. And so the problem they have is they want to get rid of Iran because they want that greater Israel project because they want that part of the Middle East over there to be a centerpiece for their new world order and their global rule of law. Last night, I was watching Brad Metzler Decoded, and I was watching it on YouTube, and I was watching the episode The Spear of Destiny, and that was the spear that was plunged into Jesus' side while he was on the cross. And you can pull this episode up for free on YouTube, but don't watch the whole thing because it's just a waste of time. But the last 10 minutes, it gets very, very good in which they talk to a man whose boss had stolen the spear of destiny from Hitler, which is the spear again that went into Jesus' side. And he basically said that his boss was was from a group of people that considered themselves the benign Nephilim, which were the sons of the fallen, and they were planning on ruling the planet and taking their guy into the third temple after it was rebuilt, back into the Holy of Holies, and piercing himself, basically shedding his own blood on the altar, and coming out and walking onto the steps and declaring himself God. You can watch it yourself. Not paraphrase part of it, but that's what he said. And this is the group that runs the planet. We've talked about it at length and at depth before on the show. But we have to understand, they've got a plan they want to put in, and they're doing everything they can. It now says in Zero Hedge that Israel is updating plans to attack Iran and they are ready to act independently. Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz told Fox News in an interview published Friday that the Israeli military is updating its plans to strike Iran's nuclear program and it is prepared to act independently. Gantz falsely portrayed Iran's re. The steps to advance a civilian nuclear program as the Islamic Republic racing to develop an atomic bomb, something he said Israel would stop. If the world stops them before, it's very much good. But if not, we must stand independently and we must defend ourselves by ourselves, he said. Remember what I said? They were so mad at Donald Trump because he said he would not go in and attack Iran. Wouldn't do it. And then, how does Iran respond back to this? Another article from Zero Hedge: We will level Tel Aviv. Iran responds to Israeli preparing strikes against the nuclear sites. So now we've got Israel saying they're going to hit Iran, and Iran saying that they're going to level Tel Aviv. Iran has reported and responded to a Fox News interviews from last week when Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz said that Israel is currently updating its plans to strike Iran. And Iran's defense minister, Ammar, promptly fired back with a threat on Sunday. And he said Iran's military will level Tel Aviv and Haifa should Israel do anything out of desperation. Again, this goes right back to what I told you guys was, was happening in, you know, Trump's administration because he was not coming in and he was not basically doing what they wanted to do by attacking Iran. In other words, he wasn't being a big enough mm-hmm, for the United States and mm-hmm, Israel. And he basically wasn't going to follow what they wanted him to do, which I said is probably one of the primary reasons that he was taken out of office. Now, Biden is super, super, so pro-Israel, but so is Trump. But Biden is a moron. Biden is senile. And now let's look at one more thing. Let's look at the nine signs that the chess pieces are being moved into place for a major war in the Middle East. Literally, one day after Biden was inaugurated, a massive U.S. military convoy rolled into Syria. Just a few days later, Joe Biden conducted his first airstrike against Iranian supposedly backed forces in Syria. And of course, it was inevitable the Iranian backed forces would respond and they retaliated by launching rockets at the military base in Iraq where U.S. forces were stationed. Just a couple of days ago, new Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said that there would be a U.S. military response at a time and a place of our own choosing. More U.S. airstrikes may come sooner than later. In fact, it is being reported that the U.S. has just sent six B-52 bombers to DeGargo, Garcia. The Biden administration is also sending approximately 10,000 more U.S. troops to the Middle East. And Russia has also been busy making moves in the region as well. On Friday, Russia conducted an airstrike on an oil loading facility in Syria that is used by opposition forces that are backed by Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and the Biden administration. This is the area where Donald Trump stole the airfields and has been selling the oil out of Syria. Meanwhile, Israel continues to hit strategically important targets inside of Syria on a regular basis. Israel is particularly interested in keeping Iran from developing nuclear weapons and during a phone call last Thursday between Kamala Harris, the you know who, and Benjamin Netanyahu, why is she talking to him? The Israeli – well, I guess because Biden can't remember the conversation. The Israeli prime minister made it exceedingly clear that his nation is ready to do whatever it takes to prevent the Iranians from definitely developing its own nuclear weapons. You know, this thing is getting hot, and it's starting to get really, really, really hot in the Middle East. And so now we've got to ask ourselves a question. Who can you not criticize? And that's the person who would be ruling you. You can say anything you want about Christians. You can say anything you want about Muslims. You can say anything you want about anybody and pretty much any other religion in the world. But there's certain people you cannot criticize. This is from the Daily Mail, and I wanted to bring this out today because it was so disgusting to me. Horrified mother hits out at her seven-year-old son's anti-Semitic homework that told him the Jews were responsible for the death of Christ. Little kid had homework. He had one of the books, and, and basically it was called Top Mark, and now it's coming out under tremendous you know, pressure and basically censorship. And the seven-year-old's homework says that Jewish leaders paid people to lie about Jesus and that Jewish groups slammed educational site Top Marks, being the name branding the claim as sickening, and the firm's director has apologized, saying he was young and naive when he wrote this book. And a horrified mother was hit out at her seven-year-old son's anti-Semitic homework. Joanne Bell said the homework provided by top marks portrayed Jewish people as bloodthirsty. These are her words, not top marks. So this was it. The homework made claim that Jewish leaders wanted Jesus to be guilty, and they paid people to lie about him before they called for his crucifixion. Oh, that's what the book of John says, doesn't it? Isn't that what it says? That's what our Bible says, right? And so they re- they remove the top marks. They t- took it out because this horrified mother, who says she's an activist against anti-Semitism, posted about her homework on Twitter. Remember the other day, and I got a couple of you guys got kind of hacked off at of me. And I told you, I said that the Jewish people consider the New Testament to be anti-Semitic, and a lot of the Jewish scholars consider the Old Testament to be anti-Semitic. That's one of the reasons that I was told, and I've read about that they rewrote. The Babylonian Talmud to expand on the Torah and the Old Testament telling us what God's will was for the Jewish people in 37 volumes, including the Zohar, which is the foundational work of Satanism on the entire planet. that was written in 72 A.D. I've covered it in detail. So let me tell you, I'm going to read to you the two pages from this book that were so offensive to this lady who is going against anti-Semitism. Hear what it says. Listen to me. The trial of Jesus. The Jewish leaders wanted Jesus to be guilty. They found it difficult to find anything wrong with what he had done wrong, even though the people paid to lie about him. Eventually they asked him if he was the son of God, and Jesus replied, I am. And that was enough. They said this was an actual assault on them. And they asked Jesus to be taken before Pontius Pilate of the Roman governor. So in other words, all of this stuff is basically based on scripture, and they're saying that now it is anti Semitic and it has to be removed and these books have to be censored. And you're like, wait a minute, but all the Bible all this book is doing is is quoting scripture. Well, that's right. And basically Jesus taken before Pilate, the Roman governor. Then it says Pilate washes his hands. The chief priest, who wanted Jesus to die, which is true, persuaded the people to set free a murderer called Barabbas, which is true. Pilate asked what he should do with Jesus, known as the king of the Jews. Crucify him, shouted the people. Pilate asked, why? What has he done? The people continued to shout. Pilate called for a bowl of water and let everyone see him washing his hands of sending an innocent man to his death. He ordered that Barabbas be freed instead. Guys, this is Bible, but it's anti-Semitic. And the Daily Mail has come out and completely slammed it because this lady, who's probably Jewish, just to be honest with you guys, and they're saying now that because she is saying this Joanne Bell that he should not have any – they should have not any anti-Semitic stuff in this curriculum or any Christian stuff, they're going to remove this. And they did. And Daily – it was such a big deal that Daily Mail actually reported on it. We've posted it on our website. So find out who you can't criticize. Am I right? I mean, you know it's funny to me? The Babylonian Talmud tells us that, you know, Jesus Christ, this is a lie, by the way, was never crucified that he was basically sacrificed. He basically died. He was basically killed in a bath of sewage. And the Virgin Mary was a whore and that 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 Jesus basically did miracles, you know, because he was demon possessed. But Christians are not running around saying you can't have the Talmud. You can't have this. You can't have that. Why? Because we're not book burners. We don't do that. We don't do that. I believe that anybody should read, could read anything that they want to read. I don't care. Now, I don't suggest that you read satanic stuff and incantations and all kinds of weird stuff that can bring demons into your house. I don't even read that stuff. I stay away from it. I won't, be, I won't even go to scary movies because I've seen some crazy stuff in my life, some weird supernatural stuff, and I don't want to be involved with going to crazy movies, and I don't want to be involved listening to really, really satanic, hard rock music. I don't want to hear that stuff either there's no telling what kind of demon activity that brings into your life or into your house. But guys, listen to me. It's really important that you understand what's going on globally. The Kabbalists, the Luciferians, they don't want Christianity to be available to be taught to anybody. Why? Because It's the Christians who have the authority and the power given to them by Jesus by being in covenant with the Most High God that can stand against this. And they've done everything they possibly can to destroy the Christian church now for the past hundred years. In fact, it's been going on longer than that. And when they got control of the media, and they got control of Hollywood, and they got control of the TVs, and they got control of Fox and everything else. Everything is controlled by these guys. They buffer it, buffer it, push it, push it, push it. Remember what Otto Kahn said in 1920. I've quoted this many times. With the founding members of Kuhn Lube of the Federal Reserve Bank in New York City, he said that the international cabalist bankers control both sides of the narrative and control both political parties. And they turn the earth and they hold it by its axis in any direction they want it to go to allow them to accomplish their goals. This is what they're doing right now. They want that one world government. They want that antichrist. And they're trying to bring it in regardless of what we want or what we want to do with it. They're willing to do that. But I want to give, give, give you guys a heads up. You know, war drums are beating in the Middle East. And yesterday we had a couple of B-52s flying over Israel being escorted by fighter jets. You know, they're just showing us a huge show of force because if they start carpet bombing Syria or carpet bombing Iran, Russia's not going to put up with that. And remember, they've got those S-400 missile systems now in Syria parked there. And we can't defeat those things with our current technology and they'll start shooting down those B-52s or F-16s or anything else they can get a radar lock on. So if this thing escalates, it can go sideways pretty quick. So I just want to give you a heads up because you don't usually hear me talk about stuff like this because I try to like, let's keep this thing buffered down. But we got an administration right now that are a bunch of warmongers there in Washington. We've got a non-existent president who's senile. We've got Kamala Harris, who's married to a Jewish fellow who's all pro-Israel, and he's probably a dual Israeli citizen, and they're orchestrating what's going on. So you say, well, wow, Ted, this show is kind of like, you know, anti-politically correct. Okay, it is. But, guys, you got to look at what's going on because when you say you can't talk about what happened in the crucifixion in the book of John because it's anti-Semitic, I told you that last week, I told you that's how they believe, and now you see it with your own eyes. Austin, what do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hold on a second. Yes, absolutely. There's no question about it. I mean, it's <laughs> and I saw that same article, and I mean, I found it grossly disturbing as well. I mean, when you start going in and you start saying that you can't basically quote certain parts of the Bible, but I mean, in reality, we we know where this is headed. I mean, let's be real. We know this is where they're heading. At no point in time ever in history were book burners the good guys. Just clarify that, never. Ever. Now, you can go back thousands of years, all the way back, all the way forward. It doesn't matter. Nobody at every point in time that wanted to burn all the books and prevent people from talking about different books have been the good guys, ever. They're always the bad guys, and this is what we're seeing now. This is why we've seen over the years there's been this slow, slow push to sense what people can say and do, I and mean, we've already – We've seen what's happened on social media. This has been a giant debacle on social media with the level of censorship. Then we've even seen more excuses now after every election to try to push more control and more restrictions. I told you guys that HR1 bill, that voting act that they passed through the House, one thing in that bill is it states the DOJ has the right to demand certain articles and certain posts can be removed. The Department of Justice, me clarify that, we're not talking about having some educational department or anything like that. We're talking about the DOJ will have the right to have anything they want completely banned and blacklisted on social media platforms. That shows you where they're headed with this. That's why I completely slammed that bill last week. I brought it up on Hagman's show, too. I went two parts, and I said, this is a nightmare. you got to make sure you get your senators to make sure they're not passing this thing. This, 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 this takes it from – Oh, we had to do voter fraud to try to get bumbling buffoon Biden office to full-blown – we don't have to do voter fraud anymore. We already control every aspect of voting, including the ability to tell states how they handle all of their voting aspects. That's an HR one as well. So just be aware of that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. The World Economic Forum, which I've told you guys before, uh, is very strange, very, very, very pro-New World Order, United Nations World Health Organization, that whole thing. World Economic Forum is right up there. And a commercially released last week, Studio Rosengard debuted a streetlight-style device that cleans public places of coronavirus called Urban Sun. The study's founder, Dazen Rosengard, teamed up with scientists from Japan, America, Italy, and Netherlands to create the product. The advertisement displays mock images of a urban sun being used at major sporting events, and even the famous Burning Man Festival. They say, where would you like the urban sun? And they basically take it over there and they blast it. They said it kills 99.9% of virus particles with the UV light that it basically emits without harming humans or animals. The thing that's strange about this is that... The entire video and the alternate artificial sun that they're trying to push is what they're doing in this is incredibly creepy. The video is just creepy. It, it is just, it's full-blown UFO, you know, disclosure, full-blown, we want to control everything you do, full-blown, let's see how many chemtrails we can dump in the atmosphere to blot out the sun. Really weird stuff. So I thought I would bring that up. Also, too, in other news as well, the Arizona Health Department is now enlisting volunteers in Phoenix to conduct door-to-door sweeps of neighborhoods to register residents and coerce them into receiving the experimental COVID injection. The tactic was documented by Fox 10 Phoenix over the weekend when one such volunteer showed up at a residence unannounced prompting the residents to call the police and attempt to have him trespass sworn. He said, I was concerned after he left because I hadn't heard of people coming around. Nobody had notified us of this whatsoever. In about a week, volunteers have registered 400 residents in the area to get their dose. Suspiciously invasive effort was met with severe skepticism on Facebook People said, let people worry about themselves if they haven't done it. Maybe it's because they don't want it. On top of that as well, you find it very, very dangerous in my opinion. I've said this repeatedly. When people start showing up at your house with a mask on, I mean I'm telling you right now, that prompts me to answer the door with a 12-gauge every time. I have cameras everywhere outside of my house i see everything from every angle and i can see who's in my front door before i even open my front door and there's actually i have almost like a speakeasy on my front door that i built because i you know i'm really funny about security stuff when i built this house and i told lana before i said if anybody comes to the door and you don't know somebody's coming to the door because you know we've been building and working and doing all kinds of stuff for the last you know year now even since we've moved in i said do not open the door under any circumstances. Keep all the deadbolts locked. Talk to him through the speakeasy. And sure enough, it wasn't too long after that that somebody came by the house to do one of the um, the census. The dude shows up plain clothes with this little like little badge hanging from his collar, and has a mask on. Who's oh I need to speak to the resident of the house. And land goes, uh, who, who's the resident of the house? You don't even know who lives here. Oh we're, we're the census bureau. I need to know who I'm speaking to. And she goes. You don't even know anything. You can get off my property right now. I was so proud of her. She said, you need to leave. I'm calling law enforcement. You're at my house with a clipboard with a mask on asking me who I am. How about you leave? And later on found out, you know, she told me he was basically a census thing. I said, I don't care who he is. I don't care if he shows up and he says he's an off-duty police officer. You don't open that door. You don't open the door if it is a police officer. The only way that door gets in is if somebody kicks it in because they have a search warrant. Nobody comes through that door. I said, when you start having people show up at your house with a doggone mask on, you have no idea who they are or what they're there to do. They may have a badge with their little photo on it. How do you know who their face, what their face looks like? I remember I saw that video months ago. I think it was in uh, Missouri, St. Louis. it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, two dudes show up with a settling torch in a tank at the front door. And the guy opens the door. He goes, can I help you? Boom, Kick the door in on him. Ended up zip-tying him, beating him half to death. He beat his wife. Came into his safe. Basically took a settling torch to his safe. Because they wanted, basically, they knew he had something in there. 1 o'clock in the afternoon, with mask and gloves on. So don't tell me it doesn't happen. My sheriff buddy, who I'm really good friends with, told me the exact same thing. He said, dude, you don't let anybody in your house, you don't open the door for anybody if they have a mask on. If they can't fully identify themselves with photo ID and clarify who they are and what their purpose is being at your house, you don't open the door for them under any circumstances. This is ripe For all types of people to be able to come in and do nonsense. So the fact that Phoenix is actually trying to get volunteers to go recruit people door-to-door to to get injected shows me there's another nefarious purpose for this because, quite frankly, if you have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about the COVID-19 RNA injection quite frankly, you you literally have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about it now in this current day and age with technology. So to recruit people to go do that? Nah, I don't buy it. Something else really weird going on with that as well. Also, too, in the other cancel culture we have now where so many people are afraid to say no to masks but want to get rid of Pepe Le Pew and want to get rid of the Greek – jeep grand cherokee now and all these other things i'm going to read about just asinine there now we have seen even people still refuse to stand up for what they believe in while we've seen all this research coming out now showing that this isn't anything that we need to be scared of whatsoever and refusing to stand up for their rights i saw the article yesterday now in the, the new um looney tunes movie space jam 2 They've actually t- taken backlash because there's a video part of Pepe Le Pew trying to kiss this other girl's hand at the bar, and she ends up slapping him and throwing her drink on him, and they have now demanded that Warner Brothers remove that entire scene from the new Space Jam film because it incites rape culture. you kidding me, right? Pepe Le Pew from the 40s, Looney Tunes, it incites rape culture. If that's the case... Why haven't we been having a massive epidemic of rape geared towards Pepe Le Pew for the last 80 years? This entire thing is all about removing the old way of life, the old world, so to speak, and bringing in their new world style of things. This is why they want to make children's clothing sections All-inclusive and not have boys or girls clothing sections at stores now in California. This is why they're promoting and telling kids that they basically can be anything they want in the school system. This is why they're continually allowing these schools to indoctrinate these children with some of the most perverted ideologies we've ever seen in our lives. This is is geared directly at removing the old way of life. And for some reason, very few people are willing to stand up to it. And this is why I've been very clear with this. This is how you have to handle these situations now. You do not comply if it does not make sense. You start having perverts come out. There was a post that Twitter put out with uh, from Women's Voices Absolutely disturbing. You can look it up if you want. I'm not even going to post it on the website, but it was from a trans activist and writer, grown man that likes to walk around in a tutu, straight cross dressing pervert. He wrote, and I quote, They had this posted on Twitter for him. These days, the narrative that transgender people will come into use and abuse little girls, the supposed purity of the victims has remained stagnant. There are no princesses. Little girls are also kinky. Your kids aren't as straight and narrow as you think. Now, this guy needs one thing done to him, and I am not even going to say it on the air right now, the fact that he would even make such a statement like this. What he's basically saying is – It's the little girl's fault if a grown man goes in their bathroom and molests them because they technically wanted it. This is classic sociopathic ideology. I came on to that girl and killed that girl because she wanted it done. It's her fault I did this. They blame the victim for what happens to them. This is a complete and utter perversion of everything right and biblical in this country. And there is no tolerance. There is no complying with it. There's one way to handle it, and it is absolutely under no circumstances. Do you accept it? Do you conform to it? Or do you allow it to be called the truth? That is the
1: only way we can handle this perversion dead you know Austin I'm just sitting here just dumbfounded by Pepe LePew. I really am and I just you know I mean I always thought he was funny I, I always got a kick out of him because he, he was a little kid I knew that he was just basically desperate <laughs> trying to get attention and the girls always rejected him and uh, you know and I'm not saying that you know we're promoting rape culture by Pepe Le Pew nor am I'm saying that we're not I'm just saying it's it's a cartoon for heaven's sakes and uh, some of the quotes, some of the people were saying. Here's some, the, here's some of the things they're saying. I saw a tweet saying people complaining about Pepe Le Pew and rape culture are failing to realize that the cartoon is a satire of love at first sight. Even as a kid, I thought the French-accented Pepe Le Pew was a butt of a joke. He thinks he's suave and debonair, and the women are likely to catch his attention. But he's a cringe loser. And you know, and so all of these people are saying all of this stuff. You know, it says first they came for Mr. Potato Head, and I said nothing, and then they came for Dr. Seuss, and I said nothing, and now Pepe Le Pew. I mean, it's the truth. It's the cancel. It's, I mean, it's the cancel culture. You know, next article, next next quote, next thing says, I'm calling for cancellation of Elmer Fudd. This animal abusing lunatic perpetuated has inspired mistreatment of animals for decades. Also, he has a license to carry firearms. So Elmer (laughs) Fudd's gone, and let us not forget about the guy who runs around with the double six-pack. You know, their double six guns. You know, Uh, whatever his name was, I forgot. Seventy Sam. Seventy Sam. I mean, I mean, this is ludicrous. I mean, how in the world? I mean, we got 80-year-old cartoons that are jokes, that are basically satires, that are really, really funny. And you know, I learned real quick when I was a kid that if you kissed a girl who didn't want to get kissed, you probably got slapped. And see, it's stupid. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that, but nor am I saying that you should create a cancel culture in which everybody basically has to march the line of being politically correct. Uh, the other day, my daughter uh, brought a friend over from Clearwater. And the, I hate to say this, the person she brought over, the girl who goes to a Christian college, you know, she pretty much had piercings, you know, like in her face. And uh and I told her, I said, you know, look, I said, uh, you know, you need to think about this. I said, you know, you're a pretty girl. Why are you got piercings in your face? Now, I'm going to go somewhere I'm not supposed to go on this show right now. I'm going to meddle for one second. <laughs> here's the thing. No, I am. I'm a meddle. I'm a meddle because I'm 65 years old. I got a right to meddle a little bit. And here's what I told my daughter yesterday because she asked me. She goes, you know, why did you say that to my friend? And I said, well, I said, number one, it's my house. I said, if she was in public, I never would have done that. You brought her into my house. I said, your uncle, Todd, Sharon's brother he basically died of a drug overdose and he had piercings all over him are you saying if you've got piercings you're a drug addict no i'm not saying that i'm not saying any of that i'm not even going to get into that but here's the point here's what i told savannah i said here's what you've got to understand if you have a hundred guys that are eligible guys that you may want to date or marry and you have a group of these guys don't like piercings You're going to eliminate those people from the dating pool. In other words, if you have 40 people who say, I won't date a girl with piercings, now you're down to 60 potential bachelors. If you go ahead and tat up your face and get stupid tattooed on your forehead and everything else that I've seen in my life, then basically you would say, okay, I'm going to probably wipe out another 50 of those guys. So now I'm left with a few people basically that I may be able to date. And then if you do other things like you know get hooked on heroin or dope, you pretty much eliminate the entire dating pool. So what I told her, I said, look, I said, you can do whatever you want to do because Savannah doesn't have any tattoos that I know of and doesn't have any piercings that I know of. I'm being very clear how I say that she's 18 years old. But I told her, I said, if you want to have your opportunity stay open for you, there's certain types of behavioral things that at this point in time, some people don't consider okay, or they're offensive to other people. I said, that's how you have to look at it. The same thing is true if you've got a job. You go to your job and you start telling dirty jokes at your job and you start trying to kiss all the girls and you come back, do you come to work wearing a pair of flip-flops? you come to work, you know, late you come to work, you know, dressed in a bikini or dressed in a pair of thongs or whatever, you, whatever you're doing, you're going to affect your ability to have a job. You say, well, it shouldn't be that way. I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear. Hey, look, I got no problem with that. You can argue with somebody else about that one. I'm just saying that if something that's not socially accepted for somebody to have their face covered in piercings, alright, it's not okay. As far as for some people, Not some people like it. People have piercings all over the face, they like it when other people have piercings all over the face. Just be aware of the fact that your behavior affects other people. Someone once said to me, you know, you know, why am I having such a struggle with my life? And I said, well, how do you affect other people? And they said, well, I really haven't thought about that. And I said, well, that's obvious. You've got to think about how you affect other people, and you've got to try to be kind to everybody. My dad always taught me, and this is so important, friends. He was from the old school. He was born in 1901. He always said, Ted, everybody needs to feel important in a relationship or in a friendship. And that's true, guys. And didn't, didn't God do that for us too? Did he make us feel important? Did he send his own son to the cross for us? Don't we call his name Jesus? Isn't he the Lamb of God and the Prince of Peace and the Counselor and the Good Shepherd and our Savior and our friend? Yeah, that's who Christ is because God cared so much about you. He wanted to make you feel so important that he sent himself through his son to die for you. And it's so important that when we talk to other people, we try to treat them with respect. You say, well, Tedder, are you always nice to everybody? I try to be. But when some people get weird or start getting ugly or whatever, then you got to say certain things. I even try to be nice when I say certain things. But guys, you know, we have to do the best we can to walk in love with everybody that we meet, with the friends that we have. It's really, really important. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again this morning, and I really look at it as an opportunity. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much, and thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. i also go ahead and finish it up. Yes, always. And
0: be sure to get on the website and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow is product of the week. We've got a pretty good neck and neck between the body balance krill oil and the ultimate multiple chewable. Ultimate multiple chewable being for children and adults alike. Great product. Tastes really good. Be sure to check it out on the website. If you need anything, feel free to give us a call here at Health Masters, 1-800-726-1834. We're here every day. We answer our phone. I'm not sending it to a call center in India We're here to help you out the best we can. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Continue to stay prepped. Continue to wake other people up and stand by what you believe in, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.